Welcome back to our live from KBIA discussions. We're hosting here for community connection and conversation over the airwaves each day at this time and this place. Thank you for being here. As confirmed cases of the coronavirus continue to rise in Missouri and in the city of Columbia, the city has responded, as many cities are, in the absence of a statewide directive by implementing its own stay-at-home order. That order was issued exactly a week ago, I believe, and the goal is to slow the spread of the virus and keep our community safe. But the solution comes with complications. It's meant deciding some businesses are essential, others need to close their doors and send their employees home. Difficult decisions for a city leader. So today we're breaking down the city's response to this crisis and its preparations for what comes next. And to help us do this, our guest is Columbia Mayor Brian Treese. We'll be talking with him throughout this half hour. And you can join the discussion. What challenges are you facing as this situation evolves? What do you need most from city leadership right now? Do you have questions about stay-at-home orders and what businesses and activities activities are deemed essential. Bring your question and your comment to the table. First, before we get to Mayor Therese, we want to check in really quickly with KBIA health reporter Sebastian Martinez Valdivia. Sebastian is covering the crisis as it unfolds in mid-Missouri, uh, and he's joining us to just give us some updates. Hi, Sebastian. Hey, Janet. Hey, so what are you seeing, Sebastian, right now, really in terms of numbers? We're seeing these Boone County numbers um, rising and categories of numbers. Some cases are travel-related, some categorized as community spread. Can you break that down for us? Yeah, so overall, the numbers in Boone County have been going up more slowly than the state as a whole. Um, I was just looking back, and, and it looks like we've just uh, not quite doubled cases over the course of about five days. Um, and that's been kind of the metric that people have been using to keep track of how quickly cases are increasing is how many days it takes to double them. So we're trending a little below um, the state. We're, we're increasing a little more modestly. Um, but the categories is really interesting. If you out there have been to Como.gov slash coronavirus, that's where the city health department is putting up all of this information. And they've got a few different categories in terms of where these cases have come from. Um, so the categories are either travel related, contact with a confirmed case, community transmission or unknown. Um, right now, we have just more than half uh, contracted locally. So the two categories that signify that a case was contracted locally were either contact to a confirmed case or community transmission. It's a little confusing, but basically community transmission is the category where they put folks who have tested positive and aren't really sure how they were exposed to it. Um, and contact to a confirmed case is, as it sounds, um, they know exactly you know, who they came into contact with who had tested positive. So right now we're at 33 between those two categories out of 60 cases, which have been contracted here in Boone County, 27 are travel related. Um, so that is a portion that has increased and that you can probably expect to continue increasing of the overall cases as more people contract it here in, in the county. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, initially it was almost all travel related cases, um, then just a few community cases. And then now it's kind of inversed and it's going to be majority community spread, it looks like now, correct? That's right. Yeah. As you see more travel restrictions in place across the country, um, that travel related number will probably not increase as much as the contracted locally numbers will. 
Sebastian, interested in anything that you're seeing as far as pro projections on these numbers? Are they in line with projections? Um, do we know anything yet? Um, and another question I want to just throw out for you as well is um, what rural communities and rural clinics and, and hospitals are doing to prepare for this? So as far as projections go, it's really tricky because a lot of the data sets are kind of incomplete. This is still happening everywhere, uh, basically mm -hmm. uh, around the world. And so there's not um, super clear models. You know, the numbers that have been thrown out are this could peak in two weeks, this could peak in a month. Um, but either way, the numbers will continue to go up. That's pretty much agreed uh, across the board um, as transmission increases. As far as rural areas, I've been reaching out to rural providers um, advocates for uh, rural healthcare clinics, um, looking at what they're doing. And the most common trend I've noticed there is there's kind of a buffer period where right now they've had to cancel elective procedures, outpatient procedures, um, which are a big revenue source for them. Um, but they still haven't seen the spike in cases. So they've lost a ton of revenue. They're not sure when that spike in cases will happen. And they're kind of in limbo where they're not sure some clinics have had to furlough staff. That's definitely happened at some rural clinics in, uh, in the state. Um, others are desperately trying to avoid that. Um, but it's kind of exacerbated the really difficult financial position a lot of these rural hospitals and clinics were already in before this started. Yes, and we want to keep an eye on this, Sebastian. Thank you so much for the update, Sebastian. We'll keep in touch with you, and please take care as you're covering. Take care. Okay. Thanks, Sebastian. That's Sebastian Martinez-Valdivia, KBIA's health reporter. We're talking with him for some updates on the numbers in Boone County. Um, Sebastian actually would like to hear from providers and healthcare workers on the front lines of this crisis. You can get in touch with him by emailing us at news at kbia.org. You can also call our voicemail line. It's 877 5320971 that's 8775320971 that's a voicemail uh, for providers or anyone else who wants to uh, share with us what's going on with you um, during this crisis, um, particularly if you're a healthcare provider and want to uh, share your story with Sebastian, he's on the lookout for those. You can cover, uh, you can see Sebastian's coverage at kbia.org. You can also get that voicemail number from us at kbia.org, which might be an easier way of getting that. Now, back to our topic of today, which is about how the city is responding to this crisis, how city leaders are navigating difficult decisions in difficult times right now, and taking much of that load for us all really is Columbia Mayor Brian Treese. Mayor Treese, thanks for being here with us today. Janet, good morning, and thanks to KBIA and especially Sebastian for keeping us all informed. Well, it's a pleasure. And what can you let us know, what is your day-to-day -day like right now for a first question? Just what is your day like? You know, I'm on about five conference calls a day, um, uh, and, and it's uh, been that way for at least the last three weeks, I would say. We had our first community briefing on this effort on February 25th, as I recall, um, and since that time, I think our timing has, has really um, been just a few days ahead of the curve, if you will, when it comes to what other communities are doing. I'm in regular contact with the mayors of Kansas City and St. Louis and Springfield and Jefferson City because a lot of um, Columbia residents commute to Jeff City for work and a number of 
Jeff City residents commute here to work in our hospitals. So I thought it was important that we um, shared our policies and, and shared our next steps. Um, I speak to the governor um, uh, at least once a week. And uh, as you know, we've had a number of of media availabilities, both to announce our first case uh, in within 24 hours. I did not realize that our first case would also become our first death and fatality mm -hmm. related to COVID in Boone County. And, um, you know, I talked to the, the, the three hospitals, um, if not on a daily basis, then certainly a regular uh, weekly basis uh, with respect to um, what they are uh, experiencing, what their counts are, how many tests they've done, what their census is, how many available beds do they have. Um, I talked to our first responders, our firefighters. I talked to the, you know, that, that we have three firefighters and three EMS providers in quarantine. Um, I, I reached out to them every day. Um, you know, it's just, uh, it, it's not overwhelming, but it, this is not the, 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 the natural disaster that I thought I would have mm. to handle as mayor. Mm. Having all those communications with everyone, as you say, um, what are you seeing as the main goals and the main challenges going forward? Let me just ask a very general question about how it's going and what you see as the challenges. What's really on your mind right now? Yeah, you know, and our main goals, as I promised on February 25th, that, uh, you know, we as a committee, as a city committed then um, to lead with the epidemiology first, to really make those public health decisions based on data and science and not on, on public opinion or political pressure. I also committed um, to be prepared and not panic. And this, while this specific coronavirus, this COVID-19 may be different, um, our response as a city, as first responders, as healthcare providers, as, um, uh, as a public health entity, remains the same. They have prepared for this. We have pandemic plans that have been in place for years um, that contemplated this. And, and finally, I committed then and really challenged everyone um, to remember our community values and to have compassion, not just for those, you know, first, not just for the families that are, are struggling with, with uncertain health care issues, but our first responders and healthcare providers and the employees that are impacted by it. So those were really our goals. Our challenges within that framework really um, have to do with testing. Uh, it has to do with our fragile healthcare system, our healthcare providers and first responders, the, the lack of, of uh, PPE, the personal protective equipment we have. And, and then, you know, in, in, in three parts to, to any emergency are um, uh, the response and, and uh, the recovery. And I'm really focused on uh, the preparedness and the re response and then the recovery. And at some point we have to, to turn away from you know, while continuing to work on the response to, to work on that recovery from an economic impact with all of the, the businesses, large and small, and locally owned restaurants that I worry about, and how do we, um, how do we, how do we recover from this economically? 
All right. There's a lot to unpack there, Mayor, and we will, over the next few minutes, uh, dive into a little bit of this. Let me just say you're listening to our noontime check-in here on KBIA. Thank you for being here. We're talking with Mayor Brian Treese about the city's response to the coronavirus crisis as it's unfolding. What do you want to see? What are you needing most from our leadership right now? Maybe you're a business owner, uh, you're a worker out of a job, you're a family member taking just taking each day at a time. As we all are, let us know. 882-9136. That's 573-882-9136 to join our discussion with Mayor Brian Treese. Mayor, you mentioned one of the big challenges, which is about uh, the hospitals and clinics and healthcare systems. Um, the stay-at-home order, of course, is to slow the spread enough that the cases don't overwhelm hospitals. How are those plans going? What are you seeing from your vantage point? Are we doing enough? And what happens next? I think I think we're doing enough. I think we can always be doing more, but it doesn't, um, you know, look, this isn't a race. And I, I think we have to be in this for the long haul. I, I do, uh, I think a statewide stay-at-home order uh, would have been even more effective, but absent that, um, you know, as as it comes with most public policy initiatives, I'm I'm not going to wait for Jeff City or Washington D.C. to act, and we're going to do what we need to do to protect the um, health and safety and economic well-being of Columbia, Missouri, and that's what has guided me in this effort. You know, I I get the same numbers that that everyone else does does about at the same time. Uh, with respect to the the coronavirus uh, website on the city's data, and I I look at those reports every night and every morning um, to really follow those trend lines and and know uh, at least better inform myself as to the decisions that our public health um, director has to make. And you know, as I drill down to the numbers that Sebastian just shared for us, you know, the the, the I think the, those numbers belie the, the impact a little bit. When you break down the case rate per 100,000, Boone County um, is second only to St. Louis County in the number of cases per 100,000 people. And there's a reason why I believe that data could be even more disproportionate in its impact to Boone County, because there are, look, 14,000 people from 25 counties that come to Columbia, Missouri for their primary care. And as, as we have seen, rural hospitals to close. Look, Fulton and Boonville no longer have a hospital. Um, my parents come here from Sweet Springs, Missouri to see their doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and and all of, while you may come here for the testing and the treatment of COVID-19, those numbers get reported back to the counties where that patient lives. And so I would say, while our numbers are indeed high for the rest of the state as a whole, the impact to our healthcare community could be even greater than that um, because of where potential patients may be coming from um, to, to, to get excellent care in Columbia, Missouri. Now, the good news is that's balanced out that we probably have more hospital beds for a community our size than other communities might have. Look, we have we have three, maybe four major hospitals with women's and children's, MU Healthcare, Boone Hospital, the Truman VA, um, all of those, those um, uh, healthcare providers and hospital systems have set up incident commands that are closely tracking the number of hospital beds, the number of ICU beds, the number of available beds um, to, to really have a, a robust system of healthcare in real time. And I'm factoring all that data into the same testing and number of positive tests as a percentage 
of, of the total test taken as we make decisions. And I would dare say, Janet, not just on a daily basis, but on an hourly basis. Mm. Yes. Okay. We're talking to Mayor Brian Treese about the city response to the crisis that's unfolding with us. And we have some callers, Mayor. Let's bring in Nancy calling from Columbia. Nancy, you're with us. What question or comment do you have? My question, Mayor, is what can you do and what can we do as individual citizens to persuade our governor to put in a statewide stay-at-home order, which seems just so important and so necessary? What's going to make him see that? That was uh, almost exactly my next question, was whether you, Mayor, were still um, pushing for a directive from the state or have you moved on from that? Uh, I'm realistic that that's probably not going to occur. And in the most recent conversation that we had, and as as I think the governor indicated um, in his press conference yesterday, I mean they're they're going to stay the course and they're going to have a rough go for the next 30 to 90 days, getting through um, as tests continue to climb. Um, they continue to insist that tests, um, the number of positive tests, is increasing because more people are getting tested. I'm looking at at least in Columbia the percentage of positive tests as a total of the total tests taken continues to increase as well, meaning more people are testing positive even as more tests are being delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, and with respect to um, Boone County, um, and I'm trying to focus on what I can, what I can effectively change, um, 31% of those, t- of those positive tests are the result of community spread. Um, so while travel-related um, cases are going down, um, community spread is going up, contact with a confirmed case uh, is spiking, and if anything, that illustrates why a statewide stay-at-home order is so um, necessary at this point. I've, I've, uh, I've shared that. Uh, the other mayors that I've uh, been working with have shared that. Really, as far back as, as when, when Illinois did its first stay-at-home order, that closed uh, bars and restaurants. Um, you know, I, 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 I would tell you that it's probably confusing. I know it is confusing to the public. When uh, two weeks ago, bars in Illinois are closed, but you can go across the river and, mm-hmm. you know, a bar in, in St. Louis is, is open. And for that matter, when St. Louis and Kansas City, you know, canceled large events and Kansas City had, had a thousand, you know, banned a thousand person events and Springfield was at 250 and, and, uh, St. Louis was at 100, and Columbia was looking at 50. And you know, literally, while we are on the phone with the governor, the CDC issues its guidelines um, to 50, and then the next day to 10. And mm. you know, that's how frequently this is changing. But yeah. I also have to understand that a governor needs to balance the interests as a state. And until this becomes real in the rural parts of Missouri. Um, um, we may not see any change there. And my concern is by then it may be too late. So I'm doing what we need to do here. I've reached out to uh, the mayor of Jefferson City, who has um, adopted the same stay-at-home order that, that Columbia and Boone County have done, because I think it's important, as our communities are connected here, just like we did with the, the PDMP, the Prescription Drug Monitoring Program. When Jeff City failed to do that to address the opioid crisis, um, look what happened. You know, 14 first-class counties from St. Louis, St. Louis City, Cape Girardeau, Columbia, um, Jackson County all adopted our own system, and we ended up covering, you know, about 79% of the population. 
um, I we have to focus on on those things that uh, that are going to keep our 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 community and our beloved Columbia safe. All right. Uh, thank you, Nancy, for that question. Um, let's go to another caller, Carl in Columbia. I think has a similar question about these uh, mixed messages on the state level and local level. Carl, your question or comment? Hi. Uh, well, I do have a comment, and uh, my comment is that we did not get any clear vi- guidance from the federal government. Uh, you know, he basically just said, you know, well, let the states do what they want to do. They know what's best. Well, when it came down to that, we've got no real clear, decisive uh, guidance on the state level. Uh, I'm hoping that we can, you know, uh, it, and it sounds like Mayor Treese is working on it, uh, get uh, a little bit more guidance here on the city level, number one. Uh, number two, uh, I am actually just flabbergasted that we were caught flat-footed on this thing. Uh, it just seems inconceivable that nobody saw this coming, uh, apparently at any level. Uh, and uh, I think that, uh, you know, if the general public had uh, some kind of PPE right now, I think that we would be better able to uh, to uh, To uh, well, we could uh, we could slow this down. Yes, quite a bit. Yeah. Well, Thanks. thank you. Thanks, Carl. Uh, Mayor. Uh, yeah, it sounds like Carl's wanting to know how we can get on the same page with the uniform message. Any response to to that comment? Yeah. Thanks, Carl. And, and look, the most effective thing that that we can all do, and what I'm doing today, is stay home. You know, stay mm-hmm. safe, stay home, stay safe, and save lives. If you don't need to be out stay out. And, and to his point about a uniform message, that was one of the things that the mayors, um, you know, have have been working on with respect to having some type. And that's why I think even a statewide definition of essential services would be helpful um, so that, you know, it's, it's not confusing to businesses or the public about who is open, who can stay open, what is considered essential. That's why Columbia stay-at-home order, you know, adopted a federal Department of Homeland Security definition of critical infrastructure services. And as I was on the phone with businesses starting on Sunday morning, um, again Sunday night, Monday morning on a conference call with 50 businesses, uh, it looks like we have just temporarily lost the mayor for a second, and he was saying something very interesting. Uh, never fear, our producer, Chris Husted, is going to get him back very quickly. Um, so stay with us. I was going to do it to caller ID anyway, so this is a good time to remind us that you are listening to our special live forum for community and conversation that we're doing here every day at noon. Our guest is Mayor Brian Treese. The mayor is sharing with us the many complicated steps and decisions the city is taking right now to limit the risk of this crisis to the community, what we might expect going forward, lots of difficult decisions involved in that. Those of you who have called in, 
Uh, please be patient. We want to take your call. Um, I would like to, the mayor to be able to hear your question. We haven't got much to the business aspect of this. Um, the stay-at-home order released by the City of Columbia just exactly one week ago today uh, deemed some businesses essential. Some had to close their doors. Employees have gone home. That's causing a lot of disruption. There's obviously a huge economic impact for that. Obviously, very difficult dis- decisions for all leaders, leaders at every level right Right now, including our Columbia mayor, who we have um, on the line. Uh, let me try that again and see if we can get the mayor back on the line. Uh, mayor Treese, are you with us? I am, Janet. Thank okay. you. Okay. All right. Sorry, not sure what happened there. Um, I just get, did a caller ID for everybody. Let us know uh, that we're talking with you and people are invited to call in. We may get a couple Correct. more calls. Um, Mayor, let's take one call that we do have. Um, Tracy wilson Kleekamp um, has been patiently waiting with a call from Columbia. Tracy, how are you doing? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? Good. What's your question or comment, Tracy? Um, my first comment is thank you very much, um, Mayor Treese, for coming on the radio and talking to us about your thinking and decision-making. Um, I know there's a lot of on-the-ground learning. I didn't know that we had a pandemic plan um, I think that's something all of us neighborhood association people should brush up on there's one that exists. My question is, given all that's happening in terms of testing, do you think that Columbia needs to have a much more robust infectious disease staff and accoutrements going forward? Um, it seems to me that we have the university doing one thing and the health department does another thing, and it's not really um, – it's not real clear to me that we have the capacity to do the kind of infectious disease research that we need to do for staff. Um, And I'm wondering if you're thinking about, we might be doing some reprioritizing in terms of budgeting for health and human services going forward. Yeah, it's a great question and and nice to hear your voice again, Tracy. The, um, a couple things. First of all, from a statewide perspective, that public health system was already underfunded. And I can tell you that our current public health system here in Columbia Boone County, which I'll point out, has been jointly managed by both the county and the city since its inception over 50 years ago. So it's a it's an effective model that works. And, and we know that, that, look, flu doesn't stop at the city limits, and, and neither should uh, that planning. I, I, I do want to say I think the coordination between our public health system and our hospitals has been um, um, well done and, and is indeed robust with, with one caveat. I will tell you that, that you know, I've had what I call the 333 uh, in the room. We both the, the, the three universities, Columbia College, Stevens College, and University of Missouri, our three hospitals, MU Healthcare, Boone Hospital, Truman VA, and then our city firefighters, our county firefighters, and our, our 911 emergency response director. That's that's what I call my 333 meeting right. um, regularly to, to plan and coordinate. I have a two o'clock conference call every day with probably 40 people um, that are sharing information, et cetera. That, the one caveat I would mention is that our, our excellent public health system led by Director Stephanie Browning, um, it has no surge capacity. All of our public health nurses are busy doing contact tracing. Um, and just when um, a week ago, not a, it seems like a week ago, three days ago, uh, mm-hmm. when they had almost caught up um, with no tests overnight, they get two more and they have to start all over. Mm-hmm. And so you can you can just tell 
as as you look at the trend lines of both where we're going, but you know where other cities in the country have been, what they are in for. And I know St. Louis City is looking at, you know, do we contract with a thousand employee infectious disease management company that does chronic right. care management for people with diabetes right. to help, you know, to help do this? Where do we get the money for that? Right. Um, you know, is this like a, a in, what I can't get clear direction from? I'm on a conference call tomorrow with Dr. Fauci in the White House. Um, is this going to be like an ice storm where we get reimbursed for 75% of our costs? And I can tell you, a month ago, I just signed off as mayor of that FEMA ice storm reimbursement that happened in January of 2017. So. Well over two and a half years later, we're just getting reimbursed for, you know, for one federal disaster. And here we are with a disaster rolling out in slow motion. And, you know, that that slow motion is good because it gives us time to prepare. And, you know, you may have heard me two weeks ago at the press conference. You know, if you told me that on April 2nd, we're going to have a tornado or a catastrophic fire or, God forbid, a school shooting. And I had two weeks to prepare to keep people safe, what would I be doing? And and you should know that we're doing everything we can um, to prepare for that. Yes, Tracy wilson Cleekham, thank you for that call. Mayor Brian Treese, thank you so much for being with us today. Any final last word? You've got about 10 seconds. <laughs> stay home, stay oh. safe, save lives. Thank you so much, Mayor. We clearly need thank to you, have man. you back. Thank you. All right, that's all for today's Live Intersection Forum. Thank you, Mayor Brian Trees, for joining us today. Thank you for turning in, tuning in. For more health reporting, go to kbia.org. Uh, this program is produced by Chris Husted and me with News Director Ryan Fumuliner, Zia Kelly, Madison Conti, Hannah France. For mu- more community and conversation over the airwaves, join us back here tomorrow, same time, same place. See you then.